10 years, three boys, one question, are we friends? Coming to you live from three undisclosed locations, this is AWF. I am your co-host, Taylor. I am your co-co-host, Brian. And I'm Jorge. And this is the show where three boys who have known each other for ten years go through their interests one at a time to see if they are indeed friends anymore or if it's just inertia. This week, we are talking about an interest of Jorge's. Jorge, what are we talking about? Oh my god, you could not have said that slower. <laughs> Dude, that was the most... <laughs> Hands down, the most normal intro he's ever done. Oh, it was so and everyone annoying. was still like, "What is happening?" Oh, wait, did I, I, I just turn on NPR? You... <laughs> yeah, was, yeah, like, wait a minute. I was wondering if you could keep, if you were going to try to keep it up the whole time. <laughs> the whole we time. should have a, an ASMR time. episode, though. He just gets his Murrow voice the whole fucking time. I guess that <laughs> is calm, a, a cool little bit collected. of a, a Murrow voice, isn't it? A little it? bit. Yeah. It's the closest thing I can think of. It is um, definitely. It's not Cronkite. You know what no, I mean? No, no, like, definitely not. I don't. I can't do a good Cronkite. Oh God! I no. I barely know what you guys are talking about. Walter Cronkite. I know. I know that person. Kind of. I know. I was. I knew the gist of it. Syllables together. I got it from context. Okay. For me, um, growing up, it was Peter Jennings. Peter Jennings was World News Tonight. Oh, yeah. and he was like, oh, cool. This is what like a gentleman anchor is. And then he died. And then it was Charlie oh, Gibson. What? And I just immediately like, you're a weasel, Charlie <laughs> Gibson. You came from daytime television. I can't take you seriously. I've seen you throw footballs like into rings and pretend like you were curing cancer doing it. Diane Sawyer was next to you, and she was way better at what you were doing. Yeah. I, I literally don't think I've ever watched the news for a... – do they have episodes? Is it – well, it's just the news every night, dude. But like, dude, season 86 when of the you, news was the fucking best ever. When do you start crazy. and when do you stop watching the news? Uh, when it starts and when it stops? There's so there is a, there is a start and an end hours. To it. Yeah, it's broken up by hours. So like you know, every day there'll be the 6 o'clock news or the 11 o'clock news. Or what is like one the, of those called? The news. No, but it's what is the unit the of measurement of one news? A broadcast. One. I've never watched an entire uh, broadcast. Then that's what I'm trying to say. Okay. Yes. From I refuse to, to call them episodes. Never one they time. Just it might be. Like, it might just. Be, I understand. It might just be hour and half hour, because the news goes from, especially in the morning. I'm going to take the morning because I know it better than the afternoon and evening news. That goes from like four thirty to like seven potentially. They're just on every time, but they basically every half hour to half hour they basically go. We've got more coming up in our next hour of news yeah like i feel like so the structure of the like news weird... so predates the idea of an episode of scripted yes. television that like it doesn't fit nicely it's like exactly. trying to put yeah. prokaryotes into a eukaryotic system <laughs> but there but there I is mean, a legitimate into thing a circle could have been fine but you said <laughs> prokaryote into a eukaryote i'm just trying to say i've never watched a full <laughs> News what? You know, like there's a there's a sentence yeah. I segment. literally cannot form right now. Segment is segment, fine. like segment whatever. That's all I'm asking. Something like that. Yeah. No, my parents used to watch the news every night. Like I, I grew up watching the yeah. news every night. And I literally don't know what that means. Did they watch for an hour? Did they watch for the whole night? Was it <laughs> no, 10 no, minutes? Okay, like, I here we go. Here was the schedule every day when I was growing up. My parents would watch Wheel uh Wheel of Fortune. It was at six o'clock. Good. Six thirty they would watch Entertainment Weekly so they could get all the news about the entertainments, and they would watch the ABC News, the one with Peter Jennings on a World News Tonight from seven to eight. And then from there it was usually like stuff on television, like TV shows that they would watch. Exactly, yeah. 
Yeah, every you, single by the way, day. The news is not our. By the way, the news is not it our is, topic it is. today. Jorge, can you yes, please tell us what the topic is? It's called Cthulhu, which I will get into. But I actually wanted to start. Do you want to go back? To- I want to go. No, I'm. I'm going back <laughs> past the news even. Okay. Past okay. the intro, all the way back into wow. the end of the last episode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot we needed to do this. Where if you if you might have noticed things got a little weird when we were signing off, <laughs> or they didn't notice and we're just like admitting something well, we didn't have say, to, or now we're pulling the curtain back and saying, yeah, I'm a, I'm a curtain puller. That's that's. I was gonna say, there's like here's, there's like, the let, me, wall, let me like, let me set really? the stage for what Jorge is apologizing for here. <laughs> we're wrapping up and we can all see each other on the tel- on I, the I computer would say screen, informing, right? not apologizing. Necessarily. Okay. <laughs> Your words. Um, so we, I'm wrapping. I'm like, as always, you can find us on our Twitter and Instagram. Are we friends? Mm-hmm. I have been your co-host Taylor, and then Jorge left. Just literally, that, that isn't what happened. We, we <laughs> go on. No, please explain. No, yourself. I <laughs> was my bladder was full to bursting. I had been in uh-huh. pain for the last like quarter of the episode, so he couldn't wait for the last ten seconds of the episode. I we was, I was. So what happened anyway. was, I was the one like bringing it to a close, and then I was yeah. like, Taylor, do you want to lead us out of here? And you started your thing, and that's when I left because I completely oh. forgot about <laughs> the final <laughs> sign up that I had. I forgot I had one line left. It has been almost fifty episodes, and he went. I don't remember that something else happens after oh, that. And my favorite part, my, his signal for can you wrap this up was two thumbs up and then left. And, and then he wait, walked what? away. What this? Like he just I was, we, we it was staring two thumbs at an empty up chair to let you know going, that you're good to finish it without me. So by, Oh, it's so, amazing how specific the symbol of thumbs up can be sometimes. Yeah, right. My, like, my vision was yellow, dude. I was dying. I was literally gonna die. Like a Chuck Jones cartoon where you're like filling up and you see like the swishing glass up your iris. Yeah, I think it would have been fine if uh, when I came back, I didn't just say my name is Jorge when Brian clearly signaled me to do this. Because we were were actually able to, in my opinion, uh, with enough, you know, grace to it to like vamp. For the minute, the minute it was of just like Jorge is not here and he is the next person up and we have to like we have to stretch it out because he has one line that just he has two words to say and that's it. So we vamp, 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 vamp. We're talking about something, and then Jorge arrives and he no he actually does notice to his credit that we're still recording. So he puts them on and I and I go I finish my thing, and then he sits there. <laughs> In complete silence, mm-hmm. and I just have to go. And what's your name, little boy? <laughs> and you're like, I'm my, my name, name is Jorge. Jorge. <laughs> and just, but... and I was just like, damn it. So I do. I I apologize to our listeners. Oh my, my god, <sighs> my pee fever. But you, yeah. There's no. <laughs> this time's different. This time, this time, everything will be different. Um. So we are talking about. Call of Cthulhu because I couldn't. Correct. I had to hold back everything that I wanted to say so I didn't just completely bowl over your episode, Brian. In the last, exactly. I appreciate that on some level. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> I'll start off with some of the differences in how you play Call of Cthulhu versus Dungeons and Dragons. Mm-hmm. Um, it uses like the a different base system. So Dungeons and Dragons has like a bunch of different obscure dice rolls where you kind of have to know like what it's you're based rolling on for the D twenty though. What the numbers mean. Yeah. Whereas Call of Cthulhu, you have individual skills like 
it's not one of them, but carpentry, for example. And it's <laughs> why did you? There's so many skills that are actually interesting or real. And you hand, oh my god, fine, fine. Like uh, jump, for example, jump. Yeah, jump is fine. a skill. And so if you're trying to like jump, like. From the move, like on a moving train, you know. Yeah, to it's got it's got. Yeah, you don't have to roll if you're just jumping normal, but if you're doing something crazy, you got to roll your jump skill, and it's literally mm-hmm. you roll two d tens, which you could. When people say d number, it means that's the number of sides that the die size. Has, so exactly, a d ten has ten sides. So you roll two of those, and it's basically a d one hundred, and your skill level in that scale is just a percentage number, and it just says. Mm-hmm what percentage likely you are to succeed at rolling that, which uh, to me makes the most sense out of anything instead of like the weird. To be fair. I mean, Call of Cthulhu had 30, 40 years of watching D and D based on the D 20 system. Oh wait, there is a better way to do this. And whereas like D and D is still kind of like enthroned, enthralled by, you know, it's past and it has a system. I forgot the president put a moratorium on creating new versions of Dungeons and Dragons. My bad. I forgot that that was now illegal to make new versions. No, 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 of course, because everyone who buys a product loves to see it radically change with this next one so entirely oh, yeah, that it's unrecognizable. Me. People love that when they buy stuff. People absolutely love that. Okay, but also having years on Dungeons & Dragons does not excuse the fact that they literally just didn't think of the simplest fucking thing. I don't know you're saying it's a huge problem. You're getting kind of defensive over these I don't even know. Look, man, you take my goddamn D20 for me, I swear to fucking God. Exactly. Like, oh my God. <laughs> Make you eat them, motherfucker. I use D20s a lot in Star Wars minis. That's what I use them for. Also a bad system. Uh, also a bad system. <laughs> also a bad system. <laughs> like, it's a... What does 20 mean? Like, 20 what? Like, Tw- It's a 20. That's just, just what it is. Out of 20? It's weird. It's 5%. It's weird you, you know, every the unit is 5%. You know, 20 divided by 100. You have 5% chance of... Doing really well, 5% chance of doing very, very badly, and 5% chance of doing anything else. Sure. I will say, if we're talking about numbers in Call of Cthulhu, and specifically the system, I don't remember which thing actually happened or who's who, who had the issue with what, but one time there was a legitimate rift because of confusion on the system. Was it 0 to 99 or was it 1 to 100 with the numbers? And what did the dice roll mean when you got the double zero? Did it just mean zero? Did it mean 100? What did it mean? And then what effect did it have on anything? Do you know what doesn't so, have that problem? It's not exactly perfect. Do you know what doesn't have that problem? Clearly labeled 1 yeah. to 20. Correct. 100%. 1 is the lowest, 20 is the highest. Yeah. Bam. I, I will admit that it is a continuing problem for us not knowing whether it's zero or a hundred. It doesn't help that we get blasted every time we play. So every time we come up and like, no, we've looked it up. We absolutely know. We all agree, right? It is now either one to a hundred or zero to 99. Cool. Let's get all drunk enough that we don't exactly remember. how I completely forget what we just said. Well, I think it also, it depends on the situation. I think that's why it's not clearly labeled because it depends on like exactly like which dice are being so, rolled and when and why and i also think it's such probably a simpler makes, system such a simpler system i was system. gonna say what a clear simple <laughs> system that can change on a whim I, depending on what you're rolling i think we might i you know what I'll, i think maybe i'm also just kind of dumb and i'm like again um i was gonna say i will say there is a, a player factor in this of us going Oh, after my fourth beer. You know what? I feel really confident in how I think about these dice. I'm going to start yelling. <laughs> well, I, yeah, okay. It's because zero is not part of 100. I was just trying to figure out, like, how is there not... <laughs> there's 10 sides to both dice. How is it... 
you guys how, are watching this happen in real missing. time, we have had this <laughs> exact conversation yeah. before. Like, I feel like Jorge goes, no, wait, yes. no, there, it's not zero to 99. Yeah. I mean, because there's no zero and one to zero. 10, you know? But they're, yeah, because the dice are zero to nine. They are not. Programming <laughs> also fucked me up because everything's zero indexed. Yes. And so, it, like, when you're, the, the first item in a list of things is at index zero. And that has uh-huh. forever ruined me. Because, like, okay. just have it. Oh, my God. I could, the amount of work I just did figuring out, like, the index of things is horrible. Okay. Incredible. <sighs> Incredible. What? Incredible. Okay. Um, so, besides besides the, the percentage-based rolling, Call Cthulhu, yes. the scenarios are also not fantasy. They're traditionally set in the 20s, but we've also played a lot of present-day ones. And they're always, like, mystery, horror. Like, it's like Scooby-Doo meets... H.P. Lovecraft on crack. Yeah. And if Sco- <laughs> if Scooby-Doo, it, it was basically, if it was Scooby-Doo, but at the end, when they tried to rip off the werewolf's mask, they couldn't because it was a real werewolf and then it tried to kill them. Yeah. Imagine, imagine rather than lords and ladies, uh, a Shoggoth and an even more racist version of 1930s Massachusetts. <laughs> And it, yeah. an aggressively racist Massachusetts. Well, H.P. Lovecraft was was not the dude. I yeah. mean, okay, we'll for those of right you guys, now. yeah, so, for those of you guys who don't know, his say. cat's name was the N word, and no, no, oh yeah, like there's literally a yeah, it's just not great. It's not great. Yep. Anyways, <laughs> and moving on. Uh, the way that you're supposed to play the game is like it. There is a uh, every all the players are just humans. Like they're not special in any way. They. Your skills are based on what your player's occupation is. Sorry, are you saying humans aren't special? No, they're well, we're that's all a big Lovecraftian idea. Or yeah. <laughs> we're all special, dude. Not in not in this world. I am way. a goddamn snowflake. And so you can maybe start <laughs> oh, no. to hear the problem because you're supposed to play it like, oh, these people can't fight monsters, yes. so you're supposed to like hide and evade and solve exactly. the mystery and be careful. But my players, which are these two and other Dumbos. Play it more like it's an episode of Supernatural, and they just come. They always just find the biggest gun that they can and just come blasting into everything. I think Taylor yeah, particularly my, likes my, to. Do you, do you want to tell them about your your body armor that you make yourself? Yeah, my my current player's name is Joe Papa Bear Montana, and every chance I get, I go to like a cast iron place where they sell cast iron stuff, and I fashion a chest plate so I get like one shot that's not gonna fucking kill me in the chest. It literally does barely anything, and I think it's also saved your life, though. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, it doesn't do anything, and it saved my ass more times than I can count. Well, it's like, you know, everybody's human, so you can't, like, in Dungeons and Dragons, I'm a dragon man, mm-hmm. so I can just go around crushing skulls, but in Call of Cthulhu, when they get in arguments with NPCs, there's like real danger. Like if they have a gun, that could be it for them. You know, they're in trouble. Yeah, yeah. So I, they've, I they've think... ended scenarios in massive shootouts with just random <laughs> NPCs. I think I think I am. And correct me if I'm wrong. If I am not the most prolific character creator in our group, because my characters <laughs> have died so many times in so many ways. Yeah, yours yours die a lot. You've I, I've had a were you. I've had problems. Were with... you the one who had, um, who went to jail? And oh, I went to, to be... jail in a Spanish prison once because That's I fell right. asleep. Okay. <laughs> uh, because I, I I locked myself in a smart car and said I went I above table. I need to go to bed, and I was 
carried to Spanish jail, like in Spain, where I rotted for the rest of my life and died. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think they had the option to bust you out, and they were like, no, we're just going to leave him. <laughs> there was it, one. Yeah, so in a, that's, that's mostly what... And in the past, I used to write all of my yeah. own scenarios, which meant that there is like a there's a weird shift in probabilities towards the number of werewolf scenarios that there were. The, the, <laughs> Looking at the market research, there's a surprising spike in werewolf related stories here. You know, I don't understand why. The page in my original like manual, the the page mm-hmm. for werewolf literally fell out of the book. <laughs> that's a that's actually a good question, Hori. How did you get into the role playing game of Call of Cthulhu? Because you, you yes. brought me into it when we were in high school. Um I I had heard the name Cthulhu at some point in high school, and I went on my little my little research route, and mm-hmm. that just spiraled out into a, a very large portion of my life. And I found out about that <laughs> game, and I was like, "Dude, I I have to play this game." Like, I don't because I, I knew about Dungeons and Dragons, but at that point, we none of us played it in high school. I don't think. No, Correct. no, no, no. And we dodged a bullet there. I was gonna yeah. say, as we say from last episode, thankfully we did. Yeah, real shout out to Drinking Ape once again. Real shit. Yeah. <laughs> Again. Saved my life. But I did find Call of Cthulhu in high school. Um, uh huh. And it was it was minimal, but I did organize some games, and that that was it. And that was so much fucking fun. And you were hooked from there. Yeah. So I, I remember, Hori, used- uh, you introduced me not only to Call of Cthulhu but to H.P. Lovecraft and his mythos generally, and I you know fell in love. I fell in love with those books. Like I it was the first time I've read like pulp sci-fi, like crappy pulp crazy cosmic horror mm-hmm. sci-fi and some of his stories are terrific and some of his stories are racist racist <laughs> like, they're, they're horrifyingly racist oh the dull eyed yeah. of the negroid and like jesus yeah. christ but, by the way listening to those on uh audible in your car with the windows down makes you really good at <laughs> reflexively pulling the windows up because it's like, oh, and then his cat approached, and he said, and I'm like, oh, my God, they're all the way out. Like, yeah, uh, that's a good point, whew. by the way. You can actually get H.P. Lovecraft's full collected work on Audible as one book right now. So that's it's dope. That's not an ad. That's just no, a statement. It's just really credit. cool that you can just get every fact. single yeah. story for one. It is pretty dope. You know? Yeah, it is pretty dope. Also, uh, Audible, <laughs> you can give us money anytime you want. That'd I mean, be great. Fucking yeah, I mean, I think but... you literally just sign up for Audible. That's like, I don't think it's like you have to get sponsored by them. I think they'll just have anybody. There's like a, they'll be, yeah, Which makes me be them. like, well, and I don't want to. I want to. There's a little Welcome bit of that where you're like, I'm to AWF and Audible Podcast. So I'll probably do a whole HP Lovecraft episode at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, but the yeah. idea is like, it, it is, it's cosmic horror. There are like things yeah. from deep space that are, that don't care about humans. They're not like evil. They're just doing their own thing. And it usually just fucks up humans and but like so unaware has a horrible effect on them. yeah like entities so cosmically huge that they are unaware of the infinitesimal almost molecular life of the human being mm-hmm. and usually like seeing them makes you go insane so in call of cthulhu there's also like yeah. a, a sanity meter so you lose sanity when you see crazy stuff um and you can go insane in game instead of just dying uh, as well so that's cool <laughs> Instead of just that. Yeah, I used to write my own scenarios. These days, we play more pre-written, just because I don't have time to write. Yeah. Scenarios, and right now we're not playing at all, but we're gonna start up soon. Uh, and then what I wanted to talk <laughs> about also was uh, Christmas of Cthulhu, or do we save that for Christmas? I think it's it's such a big part Ooh. of us playing Call We've of Cthulhu got... that we can go back into it. But I think we. That's sh- what I was gonna say. There's more than enough like 
real estate in that land. I mean, we to, played like, Christmas at Cthulhu for years. So maybe we'll do like an in-depth go. dive later on. But basically, it was every single Christmas in a row for six years. Seven. Uh, it was six. No, because we did the first one, and then they turned into Star Wars, so we did all the six. Well, we did we did the first three, and then there were three Star Wars ones. Nope, you're right. You're right. Because we only did episode yeah, four, five, and six. The, yeah, exactly. So it was every every year around Christmas, uh, me and Devin, who you've heard on the podcast before, would like create and plan out this massive like Christmas based Call of Cthulhu scenario. Mm-hmm. That continued year after year. So it was all and in the first one it's like the the Krampus and Santa Claus are both like evil wizards. Or Santa Claus Santa's is good. a good wizard. Yeah. He's not like a bad yeah. And Krampus is like stealing Christmas or something. <laughs> and Pretty then much exactly very that quickly way. spiraled out after there's like time travel and then there's always like a good and evil team of players <laughs> yeah. and during the time yeah, travel stuff say, got yeah. fucked up and evil team won for like the first time ever and it ended up. They ended up like stuck in the future, and there was a yeah. whole Star Wars thing. Like, let's uh, let's disambiguate. Uh, we had a good yeah, and an evil like, team because we had so many people playing year after year. That there was always one team trying to kill Christmas and one team trying to desperately save Christmas. Yeah, normally when you're playing these types of games, like maybe four to six people is like a sweet spot for a DM. Mm-hmm. We would have like. One year, I'm pretty sure we had like 16 the, to 20 I believe people. the first year like, was 15 people. It was disgusting. It was people I didn't even hang out with. It was just... <laughs> to that point. We, uh, whenever we had that many people, we'd have two keepers is what they're called in Call of Cthulhu. They're DMs, yeah. basically. Um, so we'd have... I would always run evil team, and Devin would run good team. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I managed six years in a row to pick the losing team. <laughs> Dude. Every that's six characters right there. Somehow, every year, every time. pop, 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 pop. Because I was gonna say, even when, or I could be wrong, but even when you went, it was on that third year. Did you go? I went on good team. It, I'm gonna pick just because I wanted to win one, and that was the year that evil team yes. won. Like, all right, <laughs> fuck this, dude. Oh my god. Yeah, I the, would uh, run away from you in a heartbeat. Then so <laughs> you both of the uh, so Emily and John Downey were there from Downtime with John and Emily, uh, yeah. and they were livid, dude. They were so mad after that one because <laughs> the good because that was a betrayal. Yes, that wasn't like a we. It wasn't like a the other ones had legitimate just fights between the two sides and kind of whoever wins wins sort of like fair handshake of like yeah you got us. This one was. Good was about to win, and then from beneath, well, a traitor emergeth and destroy all that is good. There was so, a, they were finishing up a ritual where like the last yeah. thing they had to do was sacrifice Tiny Tim in a particular Little way. Dark. Uh, Little Dark, by and the then way. Little Dark. Somebody <laughs> like ran up and touched Tiny Tim with the magic cookie cutter that turned him into a cookie, and then somebody else used their... <laughs> I guess they had a battle axe for some reason. Yeah, they had a battle axe. Just smash him into little pieces. They smashed him into pieces. Which meant they couldn't finish the ritual. Yeah, Uh, the Tiny Tim blood magic. Just so you know, like, just get kind of the taste and color of like what what these what these are about. Well, like Um, we we just had we had somebody. Chris was uh, the Boba Fett character because he was wearing a previous player he had murders like skeleton as armor and using they like a bunch of people became demons and had demon powers. Like, by the way, wasn't it? Oh my god, I don't remember who it was who he wore. But yeah, like several people became demon generals. 
Uh, Good became this resistance that had to go back and get an earlier Santa Claus to help or, like, with advice or something. Like, it was all over the fucking place. Do you guys think, without... Because uh, I, I, I do want to do the deep dive sometime, but would you guys yeah. just like to throw out, like, elements? Just elements? Because there's a couple of just nouns of things in this game, <laughs> which I think give people, like, a good idea yeah. without giving any of the story. I away. still... I wanna... Yeah, I still cannot remember what the original... Book of Magic is called. It's like the it's like Chris Mahanakwanzakan. Chris Mahanakwanzakan. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Uh, there is the, the holocruxes, Entity of which were yes. like horcruxes that um, not. They weren't like them. They were that. Uh, but they were holiday items, so it's different, Brian. <laughs> I also I just desperately wanted y'all to figure out that you can figure out if it's a holocrux or not because they can't be destroyed. So you try to destroy it to see if it's a holocrux. Nobody yes. would try my stupid. Correct. There's like um, there, is, there was the um, the Death Star of Bethlehem, the, the demon base. Bethlehem. Yeah, with uh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> lots of stuff in there. All the all that technology ran yeah, on magic. A lot to unpack. <laughs> uh, there was like magic Christmas items that all had special abilities. Yes, like the sweater that made you look like anybody, but not <laughs> not like I just remember Chris. <laughs> At the top of an apartment building, like looking out the window, trying to chase after a demon, having taken the form of bouncy ball, <laughs> and, 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 and everybody's yelling at him to not jump because he's not actually a bouncy ball. He just you looks don't have like the one. Properties of it, you just be. Uh, um, I do remember. I have the. I think I can get the, most of the titles. Uh huh. Because the uh, the first one was just Christmas of Cthulhu. The yeah. second one the OG, was Christmas yeah. Cthulhu 2, Electric Boo Galoo, but it was Boo, <laughs> like Boo is in Ghost. You're fired. I hate uh, that. <laughs> and the third one was Christmas of Cthulhu 3 in All Dogs Krampus Carol. Because <laughs> that was a the fit, time a, travel one. Hilariously fitting title considering what ended up happening, but yes. Yeah. And then... And then... Episode four was just a new hope, and then the Empire Strikes Back, and then the Return of the Jedi. Dude, I cannot stress enough how much the last three were just holiday-themed Star Wars. With demons. That's all it was. That's all it was. Doom, but holiday-themed. Episode six was literally titled Return of the Jedi, and there are no Jedi. Jedi. Not remotely. But that time, we just had a bit, and we had to run with it. You know, you can't just stop the bit. Because the first two worked, and I just thought it was really funny that that one didn't work. uh Because with A New Hope, it was literally the, the rebellion after the whole time travel thing happened. Exactly. And The Empire Strikes Back was they had won in episode four, so episode five was like the demon empire really striking back. It was legitimately a case of an empire striking back, which is fine. Um, I did appreciate the use of, I, I think at a certain point you gave up, but you tried to make a name for lightsabers that you wanted to introduce. And you basically just went, look, these have other names, but they are just lightsabers. Can you please just, <laughs> just like continue can we move, can we move this? past this? Like, I'm, can we please I'm, just I'm, move past I'm, so I'm, you can have I'm, your lightsabers? I'm lightsaber. tired of trying so to hint tired. at what these things <laughs> exactly are. Like I it's been years. <laughs> Yeah, six years. Exactly. Well, I literally had to end it because you could just tell like people in our group were starting to get married and have like full careers. <laughs> like, and, real like, things were happening. And to like, people. dude, I literally have like such little time to end this, you know, satisfactorily. I, <laughs> I think the last episode was a lot about like like meta shit about fighting the same enemy over and over and over again. Think, yes. 
Uh-oh. As with most good shows and programming, it started just talking about itself and what was happening. I, know, I, I might bring it back now that y'all are going to live here. It'd just be, it'd be very oh, I'd love some one-offs. Yeah, some yeah. like great Christmas one-offs. Well, we might continue um, like with yeah. another series, but it'll be diff- it won't be fighting Krampus, at least not in that way. Like the next generation. Yeah. Yeah. Star- I'm, thinking, I'm thinking about like a... Like Star a... Trek Christmas of Cthulhu. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was thinking about like a more serious, like horrific Christmas serial killer, you know, who only comes out on Christmas. And so you have like a limited amount of time to Ooh. catch him before before he's gone again. Like takes the viscera from people and like positions it like a beard on everybody. And oh, because that, that was one of the fun things about playing That's Call of Cthulhu so is. Uh, <laughs> well, one of the Christmas of Cthulhu's had. Uh, like the back alley butt slasher or something, and he would just but, yeah. But that was the back alley butt slasher. He but he would slice people's butts off, and he had done like a <laughs> he had done an Ed Gein thing in his apartment where like everything was that made of butts and butt related. He wore like a black hoodie and as a mask had a butt. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Who the hell didn't hug us enough as children, <laughs> dude? Everybody. <laughs> And then when they heard about this, they're not going to hug us again. <laughs> yeah. So, it'll. Oh, that, well, that's one of the fun things about Call of Cthulhu is if you're playing with a bunch of people who are just having fun with it and then you still make the scenario like really horrific mm-hmm. and having something awful happening, but then they're just goofing because off in front of it. There was, <laughs> there was one time where I, I, it wasn't Tiny Tim, but it was like a good team or evil team captured another person and they needed to torture him uh, to like get information out. Uh-huh. Uh, and. It was one member of the group, uh, like it, it, and she was just like kind of a soft-spoken person. And at the very end of it, like all this horrifying stuff has happened, she just goes, "I pepper spray him," <laughs> just like <laughs> happy as a clam. That was Brian being tortured, dude. I was gonna say I was actually the one getting tortured, and very specifically, that soft-spoken person actually said two things. From what I remember, I 100% remember the I pepper spray them. That was great. But then there was another round of like. I'm going to do this. I'm going to shove this. I'm going to move this. I'm going to cut off whatever. Blah, blah. And then she just goes, she literally walks up to me because we're all there together, right? And we're on a back porch at this point because evil team was playing on the back porch mm-hmm. and good team was inside because we were better and we were allowed the, <laughs> the nice things. Um, and evil team smoked and was evil and scary. Uh, so everyone's saying these things. I'm in a circle. Like I'm about to get jumped into a gang. And they're just yelling, taunting me and stuff. And then she walks up to me and she just politely asks, can I stick needles into your eye? <laughs> and I literally don't. I was like, uh, yes. So yeah, to oh to explain that a little bit, the, the good and evil team <laughs> have to be bother? <laughs> separated so they don't know what the other team is doing. And evil team yeah. was outside. And in the scenario, they had managed to kidnap Brian's character. So we brought Brian outside, and he just had to sit in the middle of a group of, like, eight people while they described the ways that they were torturing him. Yeah, like... <laughs> Which is fun. I think I took real-life I think I took real life psychological damage from listening to people who, at that point, were my friends go, we're going to ruin your fucking body and soul. Like... Yeah, so yeah. fun. <laughs> yeah, and we'll go into, you know, the absolute minutia of that torture uh, yeah i will go do our deep dive i will have to like fucking try to remember everything that happened because the, the storyline yeah. is long and convoluted uh 
But yeah, so that's those are some of the things that we've talked about are the reasons why I'm like mm-hmm. a, I have a strong preference for Call of Cthulhu over Dungeons and Dragons because like a big part of it for me is that I can invite mm-hmm. somebody to come play, and I don't need to teach them anything. They they like are Correct. already familiar with how a human being works. You know, there's no classes, there's no nothing like that. Yeah, they know what jobs are. They literally just get to be like, <laughs> oh, I try to do this, and I just tell them what happens, and that's all yeah. they need to worry about. There's no. Like, and then even and guns then, and like combat is done that way. And then you have people like Chris who <laughs> ju- really shows you what the limit of the human being is capable of uh, in the strictest sense. Because I remember there was one scenario when he was playing a character called Mandy Butterthighs Patinkin. <laughs> And Mandy Butterthighs Patinkin had nothing but like the fast talk <laughs> skill, like you, the way you, you know, you know, like yeah, ah, you're fast talking, get anybody to do what you want. And he broke into a hospital and stole hundreds of syringes <laughs> of morphine, <laughs> and it was just going around the town, like, and you sleep now, and you sleep now, slowly like disrupting the politics of this town by targeting people. He'd been there for like an hour and already like killed the mayor and the step up and, and like <laughs> so so to be, yeah. so. Chris and Morphine in Call of Cthulhu are like peanut butter and chocolate. Like, they just go together. Because another time he was playing as Daniel Day-Lewis. You notice a trend here with his character names. Daniel Day-Lewis yeah. had the double, like, black revolvers with the yeah, gold double trim. double black revolvers. But he also got a bunch of morphine and syringes from the local, like, hospital or more something started filling Twinkies with them and would give them to people in the town. And then he would use them as bait for the potential monster we were fighting in the hopes that the monster would eat them up. But because there was so much morphine in the person's system, the monster would also go to sleep as a result. That was actually (laughs) Werewolf Village, like the great tragedy of Werewolf Village. And he would, he would, feed the Twinkies to kids and then leave them tied yeah. up in cabins for werewolves to come get them. Oh my God. So yeah. Fenrir Greyback's got nothing on that shit. Call of Cthulhu is just a great look at the idea of what if morality didn't exist and you didn't have to face these things. And I get to do it whatever really I want. It really is. If I had an oh. ax and a lawless government and you see exactly yeah, how far like, it would go. You see how people go. Well, the police can still come. It's just like, yeah, it's, especially Shit. those small towns where you can literally yeah. murder every cop that's there. If you've killed the local sheriff and his deputies, you're all set. Like, there's not much. Yeah, but c- cities, um, you guys yeah. have a little bit more trouble because it's... You guys no, start running. So this, like, <laughs> tying it back to D and D, this was a system that I took because I, I, you know, I spent years looking at how we play. So I designed yeah. a lot of my campaign. Like, okay, how do I literally fight this? And I made this just <laughs> beefy, uh, like industrialized, pre-industrialized gendarmerie. Uh, and there was a system for like whenever <laughs> you broke the law and you would learn the laws as you go, like you do when you go yeah. to a normal town because ignorance of the law is no excuse, but they were all written down for me, so it was fair. Mm-hmm. So they would like break a law and then there'd be a random dice roll of D6 gendarmerie come. And a single gendarmerie <laughs> was a beefcake. So when like I roll the six and they're just, they're just like, oh my fucking God, no. Uh, sir, you're going to need, because I remember like one of the first times this happened, it was like, uh, sir, you're going to need to come with us. And he's like, I don't think so. Eldritch blast. <laughs> and it just hits him unfazed and like, oh fuck, we're in a lot of trouble right now. <laughs> oh my just, God. Yeah. Like go, go, go. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I love like the they always like kill the first cop 
And then they're like, "Yes, oh my god, it's so much worse now because there's blood oh everywhere. God, there's a dead police officer, and, there's, and <laughs> there's like they're hearing sirens, and they don't. They, there's no way they can clean up all the blood." <laughs> yeah. yeah, watching them spiral is, is very no fun way. for me. There's there's a and whole lot of interacting lesson. with not the, not the story I set out in front of them. Just correct them having fun in the world is like my number one. Yeah, I mean, imagine GTA Five. But death means a lot more. You're not wasted. Like, oh, cool. I spent hours like working on this character. I guess nope. I can rip this up. Yeah. Let's Although I greatly expedited the character making process. Yes, like, you did. Thank you. Yeah. No, I I know. Like, you got to tell me these things. Write this down. There you go. You're done. Mm-hmm. That's I, w- I I I did appreciate that any whenever somebody else who has DM'd something, either specifically Call of Cthulhu or just something else, and had played enough, you would just start delegating responsibilities for new people. Be, go talk to him. He will get your character started. <laughs> Here's the dice. Get her to do it. Get him to do it. Go, 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 go. And you'd just be like, oh, my God, I have to write more shit down because the stupid character came in. Yeah. Like, do you want to do- be magic or punchy? Just pick one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do hate having to write stuff down, and I really hate having to look stuff up. That's why it was really nice... <laughs> co-keepering with Devin because he he loves you know stats and like he would write mm-hmm. all the stats for all the monsters and I fucking I hate doing that I just want to come I, up with in, cool story yeah. stuff of course of course I, I did appreciate the one because again even though we're talking about how realistic the game is and these sort of things with the jobs and stuff our characters would generally based on our stats and the way we maxed out things we would try to make like superhero like we would try to make people as cool as possible my favorite one that we did, or one of my favorite ones that we did as a one-shot, was Jorge literally goes, okay, we're going to do a stripped-down sort of thing, nice and easy. You guys are going to play yourselves now. <laughs> and we were like, what? And then we're, and then everybody kind of warmed up, and we're like, oh, this is cool. We'll be able to like do this thing. And he goes, no, 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 no. Every single skill we're going to go through with every <laughs> single person and you need to argue based on things you've really done in real life why you get skill points for this. So everyone was just debating Jorge mercilessly on their lives. <laughs> Jorge essentially audited our lives up to that point and was like, you are found wanting. It was fucking ridiculous. Yeah, you've but been weighed, up- you have been measured, and you have been exactly. found wanting. <laughs> like uh, well, the nice tail bit. <laughs> Really bad because like one of the easy ways to get skill points was like if you had taken a college course in something you got like whatever Bingo. things. So people who had been going to college were like, oh, I did, I took this and I took this and I took this, and people who hadn't been were like, this is bullshit. I know just as much as anybody else who went to college. Like, Dude, I don't know how you're gonna prove it to me. I don't know, man. They have, they have a thing that says they took that class. I don't know. Yeah, that scenario was really weird because then they went to the house that we were in in the game like, to talk to me in game as an npc i'm, I'm not gonna lie and suddenly jorge's voice yeah, the character like, of jorge's voice was like two octaves deeper like jorge what are you doing right now <laughs> we, we literally when we were describing coming in because again you have to be specific about stuff uh, me because i think i was the one doing it or one of the people going to the house mm. you literally go okay Everybody comes in and knocks on the back door and everyone in the circle turns and looks at the back door, terrified that we're going to hear a knock at that moment. Yeah, it was. It was and then weird. I heard a knocking on my chamber door. Right. <laughs> like, oh, God. Um, so what, what, are, what are some of the scenarios that y'all have played that, that were your, some of your favorites? 
Because we had uh, the one we just things? went through, yeah. uh, Pulp Cthulhu, that kind of <laughs> modification on the Call of Cthulhu, so it can be 1930s themed, and it's a mm-hmm. lot more beat 'em up style. Yeah. Uh, yes. I've I've liked it because I really like Joe Papa Bear Montana. <laughs> By the way, who started in the Old West? We did one scenario in, like, 1911. Yeah. And now it's bumped up 20 years later, so anybody who survived is just older, including Joe Papa Bear Montana, <laughs> who now looks like The Undertaker, just, like, pulling <laughs> out guns from every which way, blowing people to pieces. Whenever someone asks Joe Montana a question, I describe vividly <laughs> what the thought process looks like, like how I would demonstrate it in film, and someone go, like, Joe Montana... What are you thinking about right now? And I would say, like, all right, picture the reflection of the moonlight and the dewdrop as it, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, as it echoes out in a million pieces, each rippling once upon a pebble, crossing into infinity. The, yes. the amount of time I spend <laughs> facepalming that shit, dude. Yeah, like the single stallion goes up the hill and rears in the moon triumphantly at its own exuberance. This was, I will this go was there. Always, they, they were actually very beautiful. I actually liked them a lot, but the hilarity would always be Jorge just stopping and going, what does he say to them? <laughs> like, and it would always be something like, yes, or, or uh, I shall get in the car. <laughs> yeah, like, yes. Or it would be like, Joe, do you want to get in the car? And he would just walk to the car. He wouldn't say yes or no. He would just do it. And it's like, after this vivid internal, inter- yeah, in- like, yeah, internal, description but he's also by far the best at combat so they all have to put up with him because as soon as things go sour he just like turns on and just starts yeah like terminating everybody yeah Yeah, like i'm one of those freaks and i because i really love rpg combat like i love rolling the dice i love making it work because gambling just is incredibly addictive (laughs) and that's what it is like no no no. i am gonna shoot him and i will roll for that 51 (laughs) 151 percent chance Forty-five, bitch. <laughs> yeah, the uh, pop, 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 pop. So for the longest time, Call of Cthulhu has been like exactly the same, and then the last, I don't, I'm bad with years. It's like five to ten years. The most recent they thing came out with a new yeah. version that actually made a bunch of updates, and one of them was update to combat, which before combat was kind of shitty. Uh, and now it's really yeah. cool because you can do like maneuvers, and so there's actually rules for like, oh, I want to, you know, I want to fucking pick him up and drop him behind me. And, you know, there's like a there's yeah. rules for it that are according to your skill. You're not having to fly by the seat of your pants. So it's been it's super- not finagling a lot of stuff and like yeah. trying to determine a damage for something. It's like you actually know where you're going. And it, like. it makes for very cinematic combat. So like I always think about like. The, uh-huh. the situation where people are fighting over a knife on the ground and trying to stab it into each other, like that thing can really yeah. play out under those rules. And it's that's a lot of fun, I think. Yeah, it's, it, it is a good combat agree. system. The new combat system is creme de la creme. Yeah. I will, I will say the frustration with the new combat system isn't with the system, but again, with Joe Montana, because Joe Montana loves the new combat system. But Boy, howdy. We, we don't love when he uses the new combat system because he has the most simplistic black and white morality scale I've ever seen on a character. <laughs> oh, yeah. And so the only he... the only moral compass is bad <laughs> like, guys get bullets. It's literally that. Like, so if someone, for any reason, whether they be... Uh, and some I will, uh, to, to give Joe Montana credit, it has worked out one or two times. Um, but if he gets a whiff, a single scent flies up that dead nostril that someone is bad, a gun 
flies out of nowhere. I don't know where he's keeping all of these guns, but he is, and puts itself right into the face of whoever he has just been told is a bad guy. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, at first it was like a single, you guys would be talking to an NBC and Joe Montana yeah. would get the single whiff of the bad guy and you would just hear the, <laughs> as I've yeah. already blasted someone's face <laughs> off. It's just, he was a bad guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's definitely gotten everybody shot. It's also Correct. saved the day. And, Yes. Why do I remember you walking around the police station that got shot up? I don't know why so many cops died in my scenarios, but yeah, there's a police. All, quite a few. Cops that was died. written. That was in a pre-written scenario. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. But there was a bunch of cops that were like shot on the ground. I just remember him like walking around, like executing. He was <laughs> pointing his gun at three separate cops, and we were like, "They are good stuff." But y'all were talking to like a mobster, and the mobster was like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking tell Spider Mike, and Spider Mike's gonna come after you." <laughs> <laughs> and so we, and Joe Montana went, "Oh, I'll just take care yeah. of this," and blew him to pieces. Like it was great, and it was like legitimately Spider Mike was gonna be a problem for you. <laughs> But then there was no way for me to alert Spider Mike. So it was all it was all fine. So really, in a way, Joe Montana is the greatest savior of our generation. Yeah. He is the one man with a gun. <laughs> like he is the, the hypothetical situation in which that ridiculous idea yeah, plays good, out. The good guy with yeah. the good guy He's with the gun. Good guy. He's just a guy. The guy with the, the gun. Guy. <laughs> so in a in addition to the oh. to the new version, they also have this thing yep. called Pulp Cthulhu, like Taylor mentioned. And it's just like you said, it's all the character, the human characters are more like pulp action heroes. They're no longer just normal human investigators. So they have a lot more because health. Again, I think they. I think the realization was people want to do something in this in this world. Like yeah, that's how I get the horror element. But it's like, dude, I want to do something. I want to try to do something. And it's how we were playing anyway. So it was a it was a natural like leap over to that system. Bingo. Which yeah, it's mostly just stat changes. But they also, like, yeah, all the yeah. villains are, like, pulpier. You know, they're sillier. Like, it's weird <laughs> stuff that they're doing. And exactly. Yeah. yeah, it has been... Dr. Handen von Frindenden, who's making a shrink ray. And you're like, okay, perfect. <laughs> yeah, I like, this, this is like... exactly what I was looking for. Uh, I'm super excited about it because we're hoping to... Right now, they're, they were in the Western times, and now they're in the 30s. And I'm really trying to push on through World War Two and, like, fucking catch all the way up. I, I want them the to, like, live of the a whole Nazis life. The and the occult and shit. Oh, they're going to be Dude, great yeah. fighting some Nazis. Yeah. Just to, to quote Spider-Man Noir, I like punching Nazis. I like it a lot. <laughs> it's, dude, it's so good. Like, just, it's so, anyway, yes, but pushing through those eras to get to... Well, just present time. I mean, really, I want to get you guys to World War II. That's the goal? World War II is like... Okay, okay. But I want it to have been like we've been playing for years and you guys have been gradually working towards it. Yeah. As like the political stage is changing around you, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. That'd be... That'd be just right. The creeping... Not only the creeping rise of the occult, but the creeping rise of fascism. And like we're battling through that. Exactly. Because you guys also regularly like changed the world forever. Like, in the original universe yeah. that we were playing in, there were, like, several countries that were just, like, gone because of things that y'all had done. I, I was going to say, the, the Death Star of Bethlehem, our, our method for winning in heavy quotes, was that Australia just said goodbye. <laughs> yeah, like, we crashed sorry. a space we station into Australia. We crashed a space station into Australia. Whoops. <laughs> That's how it goes. Sometimes. Man, I can't wait till the NSA hears this episode. Dude, we're so... <laughs> We have literally not said... Oh, no, we did talk about killing cops a lot. 
That was it. No, we didn't say we didn't say we did it. Well, well, we actually we did. Never mind. My character never killed a cop. I'm just saying that. You no, you were a good boy. You were a good boy. I was a super good boy. I was Drew McIntyre was the goodest of boys. He had a, the naughty and nice notepad, which would tell him who was exactly. lying and who was telling the truth. So he was Correct. a true investigator. I, can't wait for the moment where Joe Montana like has some sort of magical item that shows him that he's the bad guy and the gun oh, just no. immediately just <laughs> turns, turns inward. Bad no, no, guys no, 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 get Joe. bullets. <laughs> that's I forgot that's the other fun part about Pulp Cthulhu is sometimes you can have like psychic powers and things like that. So John Downey yes. from Downtime oh. with John and Emily has like he can like put his hand on people and like kinda what 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 is it's like clairvoyance or some shit. It's close to that. Yeah, like you can see, I don't know if it was what they've done recently or something about what's going on in their head. Um, but he could basically touch somebody to try to glean information off of them based on what they know and what they've experienced. Oh. And my, my favorite part, because he's this old... P.T. Sinclair. Insane P.T. Sinclair. He's this... <laughs> Perhaps you've heard of me, Beachy Sinclair. Yeah, he does a voice. Salesman of horseshit. Like this is the voice, and it's only like he yells for yeah, that voice, like, and you can't turn it down. Always, it's so loud. We were in Taylor's apartment where he needed to be quiet. <laughs> Taylor just couldn't. couldn't stop. So good. It was fucking perfection. Um, but he'll like try to touch stuff and just. It, there's certain things where you can try again, but there's more of a consequence when you fail that one. And he'll just keep trying to do his, because he wants to use the powers. So he's like, I try this. It, it didn't work. All right, I'm going to try it again. You know, if you don't get it, you're going to hurt yourself. <laughs> I don't care. I want to use it. And it's just, okay, you don't. You're now in a coma. Go to bed. Like, just like, shit like that would happen to him. Oh, it's fucking <sighs> great. Yeah, Call of Cthulhu is pretty great. Yeah. Dude, I love super it. fun. Definitely want to play again. Um, definitely oh, would sure. be interested in hearing if anybody wants to listen to us play. Our yeah, game. I was gonna say <laughs> players. Stupid anybody, game. If there is interest, um, please let us know. We we also just want to hear from you. Yeah. I mean, we use Roll Twenty. We could ostensibly stream this on Twitch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I've thought about it, and it's it it's you know it's on the horizon potentially. It really depends on like. If it's gonna be good to watch or just be the absolute worst to listen to us drunkenly laughing for hours. Well, you know, if you have an opinion on it, contact us at are we friends, r we friends.com or on our Twitter and Instagram, both of which are underscore are we friends, all one word. I was I was gonna say if I can turn this briefly into a kids corner. I want to I want to shout out to my friend Dave because I had this text message after the D&D episode. Oh, was, Dave texted me too. I'm sorry I didn't text yes, you back, Dave. Yes, exactly. But I'm getting it now cuz it's my kids corner now. So I he's my friend. <laughs> uh hey, just want to throw it out there that if you do a D&D campaign, we'll be open to having a online participant. Let me know. We will let you know, Dave, because if this has any interest, we're going to need people. Yeah, well, I mean, I could see us having a core and group the and then just inviting exactly. fucking whoever. Bingo. Exactly. I love so having shout people. Shout out to Dave oh, for yeah. reaching out. You're a true fan and a true friend. I'll never forget you like Taylor did. Yeah. Dave, I'm sorry I've been working. <laughs> no, yeah, no. Taylor, how is it easier to <laughs> record a voice message <laughs> and like publicly broadcast it out than just sending a text message? Oh, you because could I'm literally do it right now while talking to it. <laughs> well, then fine. I will. Because <laughs> that is going to get to him first, because this comes out Monday. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, yeah, oh so I've got days uh, to text him back. Now so okay. say you can actually be. Oh no! Wait. <laughs> well, now you shouldn't text him back because then you'd be lying about how you forgot. Correct. It would be. It'd be wrong. Wait, no, never it'd mind. It'd be immoral for you to text him right now. <laughs> I think I'm just gonna say, "Hey, man, sorry, I haven't gotten back to you." <laughs> yeah, like just sort of be honest. Yeah, about you that. know. <laughs> cool. Okay. All right. Well, what do we, <sighs> Jorge? Do you want to lead us out? Uh, me leading, uh, yeah. <laughs> do, do I? Totally. Like, on, on the are we friends bit, do you want to start the question? Are we? Yeah, like. Uh, oh, 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 sorry. Uh, to me, leading us out means the, the whole crux the, of our. The handles of which I don't know them. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> then the, the sign up. But yeah, no, are we friends? Um, yes, because y'all put up with me for six years while I did Christmas Cthulhu. And I just, I fucking love Call of Cthulhu, dude. I can play the shit all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, it's uh, it's gonna be a yeah for me, dog, because um, it 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 became Christmas meant my mother's holiday party, which I look forward to every year, and Christmas of Cthulhu. Like it became part of my <laughs> Christmas tradition. We've we have done it for two years now. There's a there's oh. a homecoming on its way. Uh, there's there's oh, a yeah. reckoning. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say yes, and I am actually going to say yes to pretty much everybody who was in the Christmas of Cthulhu groups. Oh, yeah. that we are all friends on it. Uh, mainly because for six years we had someone playing a character named Doctor Blowjobs and nobody <laughs> batted an eye. Like, not not an eye was batted. It was fine. Doctor Blowjobs, his, by the way, what did his magic stethoscope do? <laughs> it made it people gave like pe- attracted into to him. him. So he would put it on males, and would they would be like just violently confused because because <laughs> they would yeah even if they were straight they would all of a sudden. Be very attracted. Be immensely attracted to this four foot buff midget that would. Dr. Blood, he had drawn the perfect picture for it. Oh my God. He's, yeah, he's like, like four feet tall. He wears a lab coat with no shirt underneath. He's got ripped abs. The arms are also ripped off mustache. of the lab coat. <laughs> yes, exactly. He has like the Mr. Monopoly mustache, mustache. and one monocle, and he's yes. Spanish. <laughs> it was actually Dr. Blowjobs. Dr. Blowjobs. Oh yeah, that was good. Uh, do we lasted lasted for six years? By the way, that character was not a throwaway. You got to go into an integral part. Like, do we want to just list some of our favorite character names really quick? Well, so, there have been some there have been some gems. So Brian, I played with a group of his friends one time, and so they had a bunch of throwaways. There was like Haywood Jablomi. Haywood Jablomi was the best. Bend over. All oh, the classics, the classics. Yeah, there's been exactly uh, the use the easy thing. in other groups. There's been Bolsheviks the Revolution, <laughs> like Bolsheviks the Revolution <laughs> was his name, and then he died, so he had Bolsheviks the Revolution Junior. <laughs> no one did. Uh, we let's see. We had uh, Sandy Handfuls and Handy Sandfuls. Sandy. We had Shoehorn Lizzie, who was raised by Honey Badgers. We had oh uh, Rufus Archipelago. And Doofus Archipelago. Doofus Archipelago. Uh, we we Ask had Crack Johnson, the plumber of society. Uh, Jiggles, clown by day, attorney by night, or something. <laughs> half clown, half attorney. Who during Christmas got an object that let him split into his two personas. It's Oh, there's just, missing good ones. It just keeps, oh yeah, fucking Chris. So Chris did a bunch ones. of yeah. actors: is Mandy Butterthigh's Patinkin, Daniel Day Lewis. 
Robert Downey Jr. Bing a King huge Lee, jacked Sir man. <laughs> huge jacked man was his Boba Fett, I think. Yeah, it was uh, or no, it was Manny. Huge I mean, anyway, doesn't jacked matter. man. Huge jacked man. Um, <laughs> dude, yeah. Like, oh, there was a. Uh, Bernadette Burnett's, like Bernadette Arnett, Burnett Burnett. Oh my God, dude! Bernadette, <laughs> Bernadette Burnett, Arnett, Arnett Burnett. Yeah, Bernadette like, Arnett, Burnett Arnett, Burnett. God, <laughs> yeah, it's. <laughs> that was sorry. That was that was one of mine, and I to this day still can't say it right. <laughs> oh, to to go in the vein of the other ones that like Chris, my friend uh, Cochran. Shoutouts to him when he came one time. <laughs> He did evil Teddy Roosevelt, who was just a man who believed he was Teddy Roosevelt and was evil. So he was literally called Evil Teddy Roosevelt. His name was the full thing. That was in the first uh, Christmas Cthulhu, and then he came back as a demon NPC in the second one with like a demon demon bear. bear, Yes, like he was. (laughs) Yeah, we we definitely did not play that game as intended. Uh, no, but it was better uh, for it. So yeah. you're welcome, Call of Cthulhu. Oh, yeah, we'll take that check anytime. Any Please. anytime. If anybody has Literally any money, any they'd like to send us. Correct. Yeah. Just want to send us a check. I am fine. as a in a day or two. I will be fun employed. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh yeah. He'll if anybody be a has a professional podcaster job in Richmond, we will also be taking <laughs> those. Know. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> My resume is available upon request. Perfect. <laughs> okay. But where can they contact us if they want your resume? Well, if you want our resume, you can always shoot or us an other- email uh, on the contact us page of r-we-friends.com. You can reach out to us on the Twitter or on the Instagram, both of which are at underscore are we friends, all one word. And we hope to hear from you. I desperately hope to hear from you. <laughs> Stop. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like what do you then do? Just, just, wanted to, just wanted silence to let that. Of, just wanted to let that thing as I just future weighing oh, down on. Let that oh god! End. Oh god! I really need you to reach out to me. <laughs> Who are you? I I am Please. your now stressed out co-host oh. Taylor. I am your gun-toting Hawaiian shirt-wearing grizzled detective Brian. <laughs> Hello, my name is Jorge. And we'll be rolling those critical successes for you next week. Bad guys get bullets. I feel like that is how Joe Montana sounds.